Coming at you live from the KTSW studios in San Marcos, Texas, this is Bobcat Radio. Good morning and welcome to the special bros edition on the National Men's Broadcast Day where it's nothing but the guys here at the studio where we talk all things sports related when it comes to Texas State and San Marcos High School athletics. For those of you joining us for the first time or for those out there listening once again, welcome. I am your host, Deshaun Hartley, joined by my co-host, Gage Sutton, and running the producer boards, and also my other co-host, Quentin Moreno. By the way, for those out there who have any questions or comments, feel free to call the studio at 512-245-3473. Again, that is 512-245-FIRE. If you want to keep up with all info relating to Texas State and San Marcos High School Athletics, you can follow KTSW Sports on Twitter and Instagram at KTSW Sports. And before we continue, our producer, Gage Sutton, has a word from our sponsor. Thank you, Deshaun. Let's get started with this. Twin Peaks Restaurant and Sports Bar is a sponsor of this broadcast of Bobcat Radio. Located on northbound frontage road of I-35 at Guadalupe Street in San Marcos, Twin Peaks has bites, wings, burgers, sandwiches, and more. Info and menu at TwinPeaksRestaurant.com. Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. Deshaun, back to you, man. Always makes me hungry hearing that every single time. I, I don't know. It's early in the morning, but those were good foods. It sounded good. Um, now, back to it, our show. We have a jam-packed show for you today, Texas State football. We have some Texas State volleyball talk. We also have co- head coach of the San Marcos Rattlers uh, high school football team, Coach John Walsh, joining the show in a little bit. But for now, we are going to talk some Texas State football. Texas State dropped its seventh game in a row after falling to Georgia Southern 40-38 last week. Um, Texas State fell behind 20-7 to early, but the Bobcats were able to come back to take a 21-20 lead. If you haven't heard and in the second half, a, contra- a controversial third and 12 call that pretty much almost cost the Bobcats the game and, and a chance to go down and score and win the game. Um, it seems like this team can't catch a break with the refs. And also uh, starting quarterback or alternating starting quarterback Tyler Vitt uh, is now hurt and it's looking like he is going to be out for the season. But I wanted to ask you guys, um, now that Tyler Vitt is hurt, how does that help Brady McBride's confidence knowing that there's really no one who can take his spot anymore? And uh, how do you think that will affect his performance in the last two games, especially with them playing Arkansas State next? Well, when you know we went to practice this week, we saw that Tyler Vitt was in a sling. So it's not looking like he's going to be playing this week or next week. Uh, so Brady should be feeling pretty good right now about you know taking the starting role again. And, you know, after his performance against Georgia Southern, I'm, you, you kind of have to be confident about it. He threw for 150 yards on seven completions and two touchdowns and didn't throw an interception. So he's playing good football and was able to bring the Bobcats back. Uh, so I think Brady McBride should have been starting all season, in my opinion. Uh, although Tyler Vitt has shown uh, flashes of brilliance, I think Brady McBride overall is probably more likely to be your quarterback next season. So it, it, you got to kind of be patient with him and let him make those mistakes just so he can keep getting into the flow of things. Quentin, what do you think on that? Yeah, no, I completely agree with you on that. I think I think Brady McBride definitely coming into the game later on did a lot for the team. Like you said, we were trailing pretty early on, 
and he fought back a lot for the team. To throw those two touchdowns was very huge considering the lead that was built up against us. And again, like you were saying, Tyler Vitt's not out of the picture. This does do something for the quarterbacks. you got to think about it. When your quarterback, that spot is always open, the position is always changing, you are dealt with a little bit of stress, a little bit of – I don't want to say – you're, you're having difficulty getting used to the position, but you're trying to find your time for it. And I think now that he's in a, in a certainty where he knows he's got that spot, he can move forward a little bit more confident with the receivers, a little more, more confident with the running backs. And I think we're going to see that moving forward in the next game. We are, and we do have some talented players on the team, some talented receivers. Marcel Barbie has come on strong and was leading the nation at one point in touchdowns um, with, with eight of them. So to see them now be able to produce and go forward with their star quarterback is is something that we want to see. We don't want to, or we as us in the media want to see uh, t- Tyler Vitt not be the starter because we think that Brady McBride is better, like Gage was saying. So we'll see. Also, another question I have before we go to break, um, it's a really entertaining question. Is Jake Spavadol, we've been seeing a little bit of things about him being on the hot seat rankings. Do you guys think he's on the hot seat um, after this season? Honestly, in my opinion, I don't think so. I think if it were if this were a different situation and, you know, Coach Spavadol came into a situation where this was a succeeding program that was winning a lot of games and was very successful season after season, I'd say, yeah, we should probably start looking at a different coach. But it's not like he got handed the keys to a Porsche. This is a Texas State team that has been struggling for years past. And, you know, in a situation where you got to rebuild, and this goes for any kind of sport at any level, if you want to rebuild, you just have to be patient, and you know it just—it's it, going to take time. So I feel like they have to stick with Spavadol a little bit longer. This is his first season with his draft or with his recruiting class, but I don't know. That's just the way I see it. Yeah, when it comes to Spavadol, I think we're always quick to kind of put a little bit of a, a little bit of judgment on how the season's going. Like we said earlier, I don't think this record necessarily speaks to the talent on our team. So I think it's easy for us to put him in the hot seat. This is a, this is his first full season with recruiting, so I think he's just trying to learn the layout of the team, trying to build that culture, trying to build that winning kind of momentum within the team. It's hard when you're trying to string together games. So I don't think he's in the hot seat now. I think we start to look forward to another season and possibly what we can do moving forward. Yeah, I would just like to see a little bit more um, than one win, which is worse from last year. But, uh, yeah, he's he's definitely a little bit on the hot seat. And we are going to have a little bit of a commercial break, but we're going to let Gage go first. Wait, go oh, ahead, Gage. Before we go to commercial break, I just wanted to say – I wanted to give a quick shout-out to Jeremiah Haydell. He was the first fo- uh, first college football player in Division One to score a punt return and a kick return in the same season in the 2020 season. So shout-out to him. The special teams uh, has had its bumps, but Jeremiah Haydell has been one of the big highlights for that team. Amazing play. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And I like. I actually like a lot of the athletes that Texas State does have, and I think that's going to help Brady McBride in the future. But we are going to take a little, bit of, a little bit of a break here before head coach of the San Marcos High School Football Rattlers joins us, head coach John Walsh. But for now, you are listening to KTSW 89.9. Hi, I'm Stephen Trout, head coach of Texas State Baseball, and you're listening to Bobcat Radio. And welcome back to Bobcat Radio here. I am Deshaun Hartley with Gage Sutton and Quentin Moreno. Uh, We are joined right now by a very special guest, head coach of the San Marcos football team, Coach John Walsh. Coach, uh, my first question for you is this week you kind of have a chance to play spoiler 
um, against this this Bowie team this week and kind of knock them out of the playoffs or at least knock them down and make it a little bit of harder. I know you guys are a little bit out of the playoffs, but uh, does it give you a little bit of a chip on your shoulder this week or today actually being able to knock them out of the playoff contention? Yeah, we haven't really played the spoiler role or or, or talked that up, uh, but we do recognize that they are a, you know, a um, favorite to be a playoff team. I mean, you turn their film on; it looks like a um, it looks like a playoff team, uh, and they they have to go through us and Hayes to get there. But um, they they caught our attention. They're they're you know one of the better football teams we've played in, in some time, and um, so I, I think just them us our kids seeing um, you know that those guys are you know have some next. Um, some next, you know, next season, meaning the playoff season potential, uh, it's caught our attention. We we haven't had to play out the spoiler, but um, we're still trying to find our first district win. And and if we can do it against a good opponent like this, it, it sure would feel good. I know our staff would feel good. I know our kids would. Hey, coach, it's Gage here. And you know, after watching y'all for the whole season, you know, I've been seeing y'all get a lot better. And there are glimpses of the greatness that you brought uh, to the coaching staff and to the team. And luckily, a lot of your players are going to be underclassmen. So, how do you, how close do you think you guys are to figuring it out and being able to put together some consistent winning football? Yeah, so I mapped that out in a staff meeting, and I mapped it out in a uh, in, with our kids this week. Uh, you take the Lake Travis and Westlake game out of it, and in the second half, we're a score away to winning a bunch of ball games, and we're just you know, and I wouldn't say that we're finding ways to lose. We're just not finding those ways to win because I don't. I don't feel, um, man. We got a great senior class, and, and uh, that's on their way out. And you're right, we got some we got some good young kids to build around. And I, I don't, you know, you hear that slogan where you know, quit finding ways to lose and find some ways to win. I don't feel like we're doing that. We're just not finding ways to win. I don't think we're uh, necessarily just killing ourselves with with a, with, a, with losing mentality stuff. Well, Coach, you know, you just mentioned the seniors, and you know, you guys are approaching your last road game with these seniors, Cannon Webb and Caduce Ogunbashi, are the two big ones. How great has it been to have these two guys on the field and kind of lead the younger guys into becoming the players that they can possibly be? You know, it's unique. You know, because I talk to coaches that have, and I think we've talked about this already. I've talked to coaches who've taken over programs uh, before, and and you usually get the, the, you know, I'm bringing up coaching cliches on on the show today, but you usually get the Man, I got ready for the senior class to get out of here so we can, you know, build our program. These senior class, this senior class has has embraced. Um, this senior class has kept the leadership role um, alive and well at San Marcos. And and I texted them the other night too after our loss, and um, and just told them I, I wish I could have got my hands on them a little bit earlier. Um, I wish I could have brought a little more magic to get them in the playoffs because they're a special group. Hey coach, hey coach Walsh, this is Quinn. I just wanted to ask, and what does the atmosphere look like in the locker room for the team, knowing that they're kind of going into this game against Bowie, and there is something to be said about these games that they've had in the past, that they are close and they're kind of putting it together. What does it look like in the atmosphere for the locker room? Yeah, it's what I'm proud of right now. You know, I, it, it took me, uh, you know, it took me till July to really get back into building mode, uh, but once I'm there now, that I forget how much I enjoy it, and what I'm most proud of where we're at in the season, eliminated from the playoffs, is it doesn't feel any different than when we were fighting to get in the playoffs or the hope was there to be in the playoffs. The, the mood, the attitude, the 
there, I mean, there's no sulking. I'm not having a coach spirit. The spirit's alive and well in San Marcos, and and it goes back to those because those senior kids they can dictate that for you, and, and they've and they've kept the spirit where it needs to be, and and they're te- they are guiding these younger kids through adversity. Well, coach, uh, kind of to move forward and focus on tonight's game against Bowie. What are some of the things that you think they do well? And what have you been telling your guys to get ready for uh, in preparation for this game? Yeah, so on each side of the ball, they, they run the ball really well. Uh, their quarterback's a dual threat, but he can really spin it. Uh, but having him back there with that running back, that's a, that's a big load of, of a running back. Uh, it makes it hard. You know, you, you know we, we have to try to make them one-dimensional, and our defense has done a great job against the run this year. So uh, I really feel good about that matchup anyways. But, you know, definitely stopping that run. And, and then just try to make them a little one-dimensional in the pass game. And then uh, and on our side, they run a um, they run a 3-3 stack that we have not seen yet. And sometimes you face 3-3 stacks that aren't sound. They're, they're extremely sound in the way they run their defense. So we're going to have to, you know, block it. We, we haven't had these combos yet from our O-line. They've, they've looked good in practice, but it's going to be some newness to us uh, at the start of the game. Well, speaking of that defense that you are going to see, and I know I've talked to you over the season about uh, Isaiah DeLeon growing up and becoming a better quarterback himself and just being a better leader and a better man as, as a quarterback, and he's so young. Um, how, how much, and uh, coming off of the Dell Valley game, he had a pretty good passing game. Um, how much have you seen him grow throughout the season, and then what can we expect to see from him in this game tonight? Yeah, he's, he's gotten a ton better. I mean, he, and he works at getting better. He's unselfish, but he's really worked on his body uh, throughout the course of the year, which is hard to do when you're a quarterback. You got so much to think about, but he's really he's really working his body to be more explosive and and to be able to because he's a big kid anyway. But to be able to withstand some of the punishment that our run game puts on you, uh, but he he is throwing the ball a lot quicker. Him and Coach Vallejo have been working hard together, uh, so I, we, we we're going to need to throw the ball tonight. You know, they're going to play an eight man front with that three three stack. And we're going to need him to be accurate and get the ball to the guys. So uh, we'll probably be airing it out a little more than we have in, in the, uh, the last few weeks. And, you know, one of the questions I wanted to ask you too, Coach, is we saw Kanui Gidry go down a few weeks ago with a – looked like a leg injury, and we wanted to see, is he doing all right? How, how's his recovery process going? Uh, is there any chance we might see him on the field anytime soon? Yeah, no, where he's done for the year. Uh, he's, he's had an ACL injury, and he's had surgery. He's working into the rehab process, but he's a high-character young man that, uh, that's that gone through this before and, and knows how to attack it, and I don't think you'll see anything different from Kanui throughout the offseason and his, and, his, uh, and his rehab. Well, that's really unfortunate to hear. You know, we had a lot of fun watching Kanui Gidry so far this season, so uh, prayers up for him, and uh, hopefully he's doing all right with his recovery process. Uh, but with our last question being posed, Today's, be, today's National Men's Day, and we wanted to ask you, as someone who's looked up to as a coach, a father, and a husband, what does it mean to be a man? Like, what does it mean to be a man to you? What is the definition of a man? You know, I, 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 that's a good question, and, and I would just relate it to football. And, and what we talked about with our football team is, is you know, it, everybody, and I would talk about men right now. Everybody can can flourish when things are going good and everybody can, you know, feel good when the feel good's there. But I think, I think a real man uh, can keep things in perspective and move forward and and have positive results through, through, uh, through failure, through, through trying times. And, 
Uh, I've taken a lot of pride in being coming out better on the other side after failure, after a big loss, after uh, you know a financial setback or something. Just being able to push forward and and, and lead the way, not when things not not when the feel good's there, but when the feel good's gone and you're still leading. And that's wise words from Coach Walsh, and you know definitely one of the guys that we really do appreciate. Uh, you know, giving so much support to us as an organization. And not only is he supporting us, but helping these kids grow as men. So we want to thank you from KTSW, Coach Walsh. Yeah, definitely. Thanks for having me on. And I'll tell you one more thing. Uh, since it's Man's Day, during this interview, I have ordered a full turkey lunch for my wife and I while we were on air and you never knew it so that's a man's man <laughs> yeah. that's can great. I get some <laughs> that's the next <laughs> but th- thank you coach Walsh we really appreciate you for calling into the show and uh good luck to your team tonight all right thank you thanks coach thanks Bye. and that was coach John Walsh the head football coach of San Marcos football they do have a game tonight starting at 6 30 on the road against Austin Bowie. So we will see uh, what they do uh, tonight, and we will keep you updated on what happens on Friday. But for now, the volleyball team is coming off of a 3-0 sweep against Louisiana Monroe yesterday, and they will face South Alabama this Friday in the second game of Pool C for Texas State. Uh, Obviously, they were coming off of that loss against UTA or Texas Arlington. the last time they played the regular se- a regular season game, and now they are in the tournament, back to being dominant, back to getting their sweeps. So I just wanted to pose a question to you guys: uh, Do you think that maybe that that game? Do you think that game could have hurt them heading into the tournament, or do you think that that was a good thing and made them stronger uh, heading into the tournament play? Well, Deshaun, I wanted to say first off, you called it last week. Uh, last week on Bobcat Radio on Monday is you asked Coach Hewitt if you think maybe losing a game might help this team, and I think that's exactly what it did. Is you know when you're a really good team like Texas, like the Texas State volleyball team is, you might grow complacent sometimes when you're winning so many games, and sometimes you just need that extra kick in the butt to kind of get yourself going and ready. And luckily, it happened before the playoffs started, so now that they can go in and uh, you know be the team that we've seen all season. Yeah, I think there's a lot to be said about that loss. I think it actually does do a lot of benefit for the team moving in. It this is a team keep in mind that also completely went 20 it's 21 and 2 overall. Mm-hmm. Like these wins these losses don't do anything against them. And the fact that this came before the Sun Belt Conference is a huge thing for them because now maybe that weight is not on their shoulders as much. Maybe they can go into the conference possibly with a little bit more fire under them knowing that they're in a position where they've been here before, they know what needs to be done, and you can see it. They have that fire, they're hungry, and they want to win these games. Yeah, and you just got to keep that momentum going too. You know, Everyone knows that they're the favorite, and they're going to have a target on their back. So they can't go complacent. They have to make sure... That feeling of loss against UTA, they're going to have to hold on to that feeling and say, we don't want to feel that again. Because maybe that loss might have stung for them, but it might get even worse. The loss, the sting of a loss in the playoffs or in the tournament is going to hurt even more. So they have to remember that and kind of look at that moving forward and say, you know, again, we've got a target on our backs. We've got to just take every opponent seriously and uh, play the way we play. Exactly. And... Another thing is, I feel like, like I was saying, it kind of reminds me of the 2017 season uh, where they have to play, they're going to have to play Louisiana or they're going to have to play Coastal before they get to the championship. So taking that loss now, like you said, is definitely better than taking the loss in this tournament play. And also, I I think every loss that they had in the regular season does count 
because of what happens when they when they like the last two years they've won the conference tournament and then they get placed into a very very tough division when they get to the NCAA tournament which is why they struggle sometimes to get out of the first round I know they beat Rice a couple years ago uh, in the tournament but they do get placed in some tough sides of the bracket when you look at just the volleyball overall standing so I feel like every loss counts against them even the two that you see on the record it looks so beautiful 21 and 2 but those losses that they have sometimes can hurt them when it comes to them being seeded in tournament play we know that with March Madness basketball football with anything March Madness too so yeah like you said I think uh, you know I think this pressure is off of them I think I probably would have been a little bit more hesitant if going into the conference they maybe would have had struggles with ULM but seeing how they swept them I'm definitely a little bit less worried about it I think I think moving forward, I think they're going to do great against the South Alabama team. You can tell these girls know what they're doing. They're out there killing it, and we'll be watching for sure. And Coach Hewitt, uh, give shout-outs to him because he's taken over great in his first season as the head coach for the volleyball team. A 21-2 and record as the first-year head coach. I mean, <laughs> that's really impressive if you ask me. That's that's It is very impressive, and he's doing a great job in his first year, especially with corona and everything that is going on. And just having to handle not really having a preseason, not really having fall camps, not really put, you know, he has players that return like DeWall and Fitzgerald and them, but still not being able to be the head coach and work with them in a preseason and for him to go 21 or for him to go 21 and two and 15 and one in conference play in his first season is spectacular. So. Uh, Just to wrap that up, we do have some national sports talk that we want to get to. Yesterday, obviously, if you are an NBA fan, you were locked into the NBA draft pretty much the whole night following what was going on. And there were a lot of good draft picks. The first three draft picks we could have pretty much seen coming with Edwards, Wiseman, and LaMelo Ball. Uh, What were you guys' takes from the draft, and who do you think drafted very well yesterday? Well... I think one of the highlights or one of the teams that did really well, in my opinion, was Philadelphia. Uh, I think the 76ers had a really nice night. They were able to get off of Al Horford's contract, which is humongous. And they were able to bring in some shooting to place around Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid with Danny Green and Seth Curry. And then they also got a great playmaking and shooting uh, point guard in Tyrese Maxey. Um, and they also drafted Isaiah Joe, who might be a little bit underrated because he was drafted in the second round, but he's a straight shooter. And I think Daryl Morey is doing a great job right now. Uh, Got to rebuild a little bit of that draft capital after giving up picks for Al Horford, or giving up picks to get rid of Al Horford. But they're heading in the right direction. Yeah, from the draft last night, I think, like you said, for the first three picks, pretty much standard. We all kind of assumed that Anthony Edwards would probably go first. Uh, one that I thought came out really well was LaMelo Ball. I know this is probably a little contested, but I think him going to Charlotte's actually a pretty good choice for Charlotte to choose him because he brings that star power there. Granted, like we were discussing earlier, he may not have enough people around him to kind of put some shots together, but he's used to that. He did play with the Illawarra Hawks, which is a national basketball league in Australia, so he is used to having that kind of high load on, a, on himself as a player. So I think personally Charlotte did a great choice with that pick. And, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing that. And, Deshaun, I wanted yeah. to get your take on something. Yeah. The, we're talking about the Texas teams and the San Antonio Spurs. I know I'm a Spurs fan, so mm-hmm. looking outside, uh, looking from the outside in, how do you feel about the Spurs drafting Devin Vassell and Trey Jones? I do like Devin Vassell. You know, the Spurs are very good at, at, at making players better, and you can see their progress throughout their time. You see DeJounte Murray get better. And they like to draft really gritty guys, a lot of guys who play defense, um, and they play both sides of the floor. DeJounte Murray, for example, Vassell, he's one of the best defensive players that was in the ACC for Florida State. So if you just look at the players that they've drafted over the last couple of years, you can see they're trying to buy into young, gritty, defensive players. 
and I do like exactly what um what the Spurs what the Spurs drafted yesterday, and then also Lamelo Ball. I'm not mad at the pick, but I just think his talent is going to be wasted. He's going to have no playoff appearances until he signs <laughs> his next contract. He's going to be a, a you know just one of the middle of the pack players. He'll put up his stats, but. His shooting's going to go down. It's going to look worse than what it really is. So, so let me ask y'all then, yeah. before we move on, who do you think is going to be the rookie with the most impact in their first season? The most impact to me, honestly, I do think it's it's going to it has to be James Wiseman or I think Anthony Edwards really. I just think he fits in with the Timberwolves and with D'Lo helping him. Kind of reminds me of like in football, Justin Jefferson. He might not be the best receiver, but he has Thielen to take the coverage off of him so he can shine. So I feel like D'Lo is going to take some of the effort off of Edwards and Edwards is going to shine. That's just in my opinion. I'm still sticking with LaMelo on this one. I think LaMelo can bring a lot to that team. I think the team definitely needs it. And I think uh, I think he's gonna. I think you'll see him take on some roles maybe you haven't seen him before. And I'm definitely, I definitely keep an eye out for him moving and forward. One of the steals that I liked was uh, the Magic taking Cole Anthony. I think Cole Anthony's a pretty good player, and they got him at 15. So I don't know if he'll be the most, uh, I guess, the most effective right out of the gates. But I think he could be a really good point guard uh, to kind of back up Markel Fultz moving forward. Yeah, I do. I like him too. Also, uh, would have liked him see a little. Would have liked to see him win a little bit more in college, but he did get hurt. And that North Carolina team was not very good. And as we've seen in recent years, North Carolina is always good. But, um, yeah, th- those are most of what happened yesterday in the draft. If you hear from us, if you didn't go look it up, I'm sure they're talking about it on first take and everything going <laughs> crazy. I know Stephen A is probably going crazy about the Knicks draft pick, too. So, uh, But before we wrap the show up, we do have a little bit of a weather update from our guy Quentin sitting right here next to us. Yeah, guys, we had a foggy morning uh, out here in San Marcos, but luckily the skies have cleared up, sun's out a little bit. So currently we are at 70 degrees. We can expect a high of 82 today with a low of 57 and a 5% chance of precipitation. I wouldn't count on it. And tomorrow, a high of 83 (laughs) and a low of 61 as well. Sounds good. Yeah, sounds like some good weather, man. I've been liking the breezes we've been getting here and it's been feeling good outside. But uh, we do have a little bit time left not really much time honestly so we are going to go ahead and wrap the show up we do appreciate you guys for listening before i go or before we go we are a group i don't want to (laughs) count you guys out before we go i would like to shout out my co-host gage sutton and my other co-host quentin moreno for joining this edition of bobcat radio don't forget to tune in to the upcoming friday edition of bobcat radio at 11 a.m on ktsw 89.9 make sure to follow at ktsw sports on twitter and instagram for any content coming your way soon and thanks again to everyone for listening now let's get you back to the other side of radio